Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Load up our Bibles if we can. Deuteronomy 28 is where we were last week. You can go back to there and as well put a marker in Ephesians 3. If you've got your Bibles, open them up to there. We'll, of course, have them behind me as well, online as well. Stay engaged in the living room, wherever you're at. Stay engaged. Let's open up our Bibles, get ready for the preaching of the Word. But in Deuteronomy 28, I read last week in the ESV, but I want to read this week from the message. Because I believe this, this Word, this passage of Scripture, is really important for us right now. And So I'm going to read it from the message, starting in verse 8, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 28. God says this through Moses to his people. He says, God will order a blessing on your barns and workplaces. He'll bless you in the land your God, your God, sorry, in the land that God, your God, is giving you. God will form you as a people holy to him, just as he promised you. If you keep the commandments of God, your God, and live the way he has shown you. All the peoples on earth will see you living under the name of God and hold you in respectful awe. God will lavish good things, uh, lavish you with good things. Children from your womb, offspring from your animals, crops from your land. The land that God promised your ancestors that he would give you. God will throw open the doors of his sky vaults and pour rain on your land on schedule and bless the land, uh, bless the work you take in hand. You will lend to many nations, but you yourself won't have to take out a loan. Listen to it. God will make you the head, not the tail. You'll always be the top dog, never the bottom dog, as you obediently listen to and diligently keep the commands of God, your God, that I am commanding you today. Don't swerve an inch to the right or left from the words that I command you today by going off, following and worshipping other gods. I want to preach heads or tails part two today. Heads or tails, part two, would you pray with me? Lord, we love you. Thank you for your word today. Father, thank you that you're blessing us today through your word. You're speaking to us. You're helping us. You're showing us, God, who you are. The majesty of Jesus today is illustrated all through your word, God. So thank you as we come under it, as we allow it to speak to us. God, I just thank you for what you're doing in the lives of your people right now. Families that are looking to you, people that are deciding for, them, for themselves, not for other people, but for themselves to follow you and put their faith and their trust and their hope in you, God. Thank you that you're faithful to the end, Lord. And God, we thank you for Colonial Kids this Superhero Sunday, God, as they uh, spend time, Lord, in your house. God, thank you that you're raising them up and you're blessing them. God, we thank you for our leaders that are volunteering right now in Colonial Kids. Give them special grace today, Lord. Help them to to be all they need to be. In Jesus' name, we all said, Amen. Amen. Superhero Sunday. I love that we do that, by the way. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Heads or tails, part two. There are some messages that resonate with people. I pray every week that our church would preach messages. You would receive the word each week and it would be practical, inspiring, helpful for your everyday life. It wouldn't just speak to your Sundays, but it would speak to your Mondays. 
that it would be a word that you could apply to your life and take and say, yeah, I can do better in that area or that can really help me and stuff like that. I, I pray our, our church would always have that feature to it. But there are some messages that really just speak to everyone. Amen. And last week, I mean, I've received feedback over the five years as a church on some of the messages, but last week I think I received more feedback than I've ever received about heads or tails. Yeah. How we're called to be the head and not the tail. And to be honest, I kind of really wasn't done last week. And I felt like God was said, well, you've got another week. There's, there's another Sunday coming. So I want to preach part two this week. I want to go into it a little bit more. I want to talk about it a little bit more. But heads or tails seems to be one of those message, messages that's important for people. Not only just for new people, but for people that have been following God for a long time, following Jesus for a long time. It seems to be a reminder for people. But here's the truth today. You are the head and not the tail. God will pull the rain on you. Because you're the head and not the tail. You're called to be above, not beneath. You're called to be always on top, not below. But why is that? It could be easy to sit in church and say, well, that sounds like name it and claim it. That sounds like, what's the other one? Blab it and grab it. You know, is that just something you're just saying? Or is that really the way I'm supposed to be? Is that really the way I'm supposed to live? Is that really what God has for me? But here's the truth today, is God has willed it for your life. He has decided, you haven't decided, but He has decided that you're the head and not the tail. That you're above and not beneath. God has willed it. In fact, He's willed it before you even knew it. Before I even knew it, before I even understood it, before I even read it in the Word of God, yeah. God had willed for you and for me to be the head and not the tail. Can I get an amen in church this morning? Can I get an amen in the chat online? God has willed it. I mean, just look at this passage of Scripture. I'll show you how many God wills there are. Look at it. God will order a blessing. God's going to order a blessing in your life. God will order a blessing. He will put on order. He will make sure. He will put the order in for you that your life will be blessed. That's the first one I see. The second one is this. God will form you as a people holy to him. See, God wills it, so it is. God wills it, so it is. We are his holy people. We are his chosen people. Last week, I spoke about how chosen we are, how valued we are. Why? Not because of us, but because of who he is and what he has chosen to do. That's why we can declare today that I'm the head and not the tail. So that's the second one. The third one is this. God will lavish you with good things, the Bible says. Good things. And there's details here too. It says children. So God is going to give you children. He's going to give you the generations. And you might be in here today and be like, well, I don't have any kids. Well, he wants to give you spiritual children to speak into, to encourage, to build up yeah. friends in your world. He wants to put people in your world to make you the head. He's going to give you animals, that's speaking of resource, that's speaking of supply, that's speaking of good things that come in, crops, same thing, that's speaking of fruit in your life. So you'll be a, a, the head, not the tail, and you'll be fruitful Amen. in your life. You'll always have a word for someone, you'll have an encouraging uh, moment with someone, you'll be able to be the head in someone else's life, praise God. Yeah. And there's something else that says, and land. The land that God is giving you. You know what's interesting about that is we talk about the promised land sometimes and think that's Old Testament. Yeah. 
But you know, it's actually not. Because in the New Testament, there's a spiritual parallel. And the spiritual parallel is not talking about land, although St. Augustine, Florida is pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. But no, the promised land is not physical land. The promised land, listen to me, is the overcoming um, life in Jesus Christ. That's choosing to say, I'm an overcomer in Jesus. I'm, I'm winning the battle. I'm, I'm letting the old go. I'm becoming who God has called me to be, the head and not the tail. That's the promised land. The promised land is being in a relationship with God and overcoming in Jesus Christ. The head, not the tail. But God has ordered it. He has willed it. He has decided. Look at what it says. And God will make you the head and not the tail. If God wills it, listen to me, friend, man can't stop it. I'm going to say that again. If God wills it, Man can't stop it. It doesn't matter what your boss says. It doesn't matter what someone said in your past. It doesn't matter what's right in front of you. If there's voices that are coming you, what God wills, man cannot stop. What God says you are, it is. That is what you are. You're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. The world has a great way of making us feel low. Low, and I don't know, you just got to watch the news for 10 minutes on any given day, and you'll feel down, you'll feel beneath. God wants you to understand that you're above, right. not beneath, in Jesus' name. If God wills it, man can't stop it. If God has decided it, that you're the head, too bad, you're the head. Yeah. <laughs> I love those type of ultimatums in the Bible. It's just like, well, God has decided you're the head, there's nothing I can do about it. It's awesome. I might as well just get excited about it. Receive it for myself. Come on. Here's a thought. Even if I am the head, sometimes I don't act like it. That's right. Sometimes I don't behave like it. Sometimes I don't live in a spirit-led way where I bring my soul into alignment with this truth. That's right. Because this is what happens when we get saved. Our spirit comes alive, but our soul needs to be told what to do. That's what David did. He said, I'm brought very low. That's what David said, and he had to praise himself. He had to praise his soul into obedience with his spirit. And that's what we need to do. We need to remind ourselves, and I believe this is what this message is. It's a reminder. We got to remind ourselves, no, I'm not beaten down. No, I'm not supposed to live my life low and always getting the worst deal and always feeling like I'm, you know, it's negative and everything is always so bad. No, I'm called to live like the head. I'm the one who's going to get the first call, the best blessing, the best thing that's coming. I, I'm, I can expect it in Jesus' name because I'm called to be the head and not the tail. So this morning, I wanted to give us three reasons why we can live as the head and not the tail. Going a little bit deeper, so three reasons Write them down. Why can I live as the head, not the tail? Number one is this. Who he is determines how I see myself. Come on, write it down. This is a faith declaration. This is you going a little bit deeper. This is you getting more of the revelation, I believe. Who he is determines how I see myself. Who he is determines who I am, how I see myself. My value is based on who God is. My value is not based on my performance. It's not based on my works. It's not based on any other measure, my pedigree. My value is not based on the fact that I'm from a foreign country. 
It's not based on my IQ. It's not based on the things I've done or the times in my life I've done good and I've done more good than I've done bad. But my value is simply based on who God is. Who God is determines how I see myself. And the more that I understand God, the more I value myself. Think about it. The more that I understand God, the more my value rises to me. The more I get an understanding of the magnitude of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, the more I understand that, oh my goodness, this was all done so that I could enter into a perfect relationship, righteous and holy before God. All of a sudden, my value to me increases. And it's like, wow, man, I can't waste time. I can't throw my life away. I can't make decisions that have negative impacts on my future. You start to look at things differently. It's not about you having to legalistically make things work. No, it's because God is so good. Who he is determines how I see myself. I begin to realize so much more of his goodness towards me. Who he is. I go further into the depths of grace and how much grace is available for me. I go, I realize the endless nature to the truth of God. The endless nature of who God is. This is why Jesus, he told so many parables describing what the kingdom of God is like. But what he was trying to do, he say, yeah, this is kingdom. This is kingdom experience. This is kingdom dynamic. But what he was really saying is like, this is a heavenly father. This is who God is. This is how good he is. Think about the parable of the lost son. What is Jesus telling that story for? Is it so that you can understand that there are multiple chances, maybe. But really what that parable about is just how good God is. Yeah. Who he is determines how I see myself as I get into the grace and the truth and the goodness of who he is. The depth of God, the fullness of who he is, the riches. Look at Ephesians 3 and verse 7. Paul talking to the church, he's talking, he's encouraging these people. But he says this, he says, Of the gospel I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power to me, though I am the very least of all the saints. How often do we feel sometimes like we're the least and we don't measure up and we don't have... This is the Apostle Paul saying it. And he says this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches. I love that. The unsearchable riches. Of Christ, and to bring to light for everyone what is the the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things, the unsearchable riches of Christ. When we understand who God is, we get a greater revelation every day. I believe it can grow. I believe we can get an even greater revelation tomorrow than we did today of how good God is and how incredible He is and how much grace there is and how true He is. That it changes the way we see ourselves. It causes us to live as the head and not the tail. I love what it says in the message in Ephesians 3. It says, and so here I am, Paul speaking, preaching and writing about things that are way over my head. The inexhaustible riches and generosity of Christ. I love meeting people that have been walking with Jesus for decades and decades and decades. And one thing I, I, I love is just seeing how dependent they are on God. Have you ever been, been around someone like that? 
It's just like, well, you're so established in your faith and you're so mature as a Christian, but they're just so in love with God. Who he is determines how I see myself. It helps me rise up. It helps me be the head. Paul says, it's way over our heads, but inexhaustible riches, generosity of Christ. It helps us to live as the head. It means that we see ourselves differently, I believe. So that's point number one. Number two is this. What he said, listen to it, is what I will cling to. Reason number two why I can live as the head and not the tail today, why you can live as the head and not the tail today, because what he has said is something that I can cling to, something that I can attach my life to. His word is truth today. His promises to me. I love it if you could write this down. What God has said is what truly matters. I should have got an amen from someone on that one. What he said, what God has said is truly what matters. What God has said about me, it's what truly matters. What God has said to me is what truly matters. Not what someone else has said to me. Not what words have maybe come in and lodged in my heart from someone else. What he said, how do I live as the head and not the tail? I cling to what God has said to me. I don't cling to the things that man has said to me. I don't hold on to the theories that are out there about how you could live and how you could be better. No, I cling to the word of God. I understand his word is eternal. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 23 says, Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers, the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. In other words, his word has the final say. His word in my life and your life has the final say. We're living in a time where there's a lot of opinions out there on how you should live. We're living in a time where there are theories out there. We're living in a time where there's different, and it's the same in every generation. Same thing, it just looks different. But we get today to understand that the truth, it's eternal, it's amazing, it's incredible that God's word is truth. Because we can cling to what he said today, friends. What he said... In his word, what he said about me and to me, I can cling to it. I can build my life on it. It causes me to be the head, not the tail. Let me, let me show you a few things that he said. He said, I'm going to heaven. He's going to he- I'm going to heaven. Acts chapter 2 and verse 21. I'll read it to you. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What he said, I will cling to. What else has God said? He said that he will love me unconditionally. He will love me unconditionally. John 10, verse 29. Jesus speaking, he said, My Father who has given them to me, speaking of the sheep, speaking of you and and me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. Unconditional love. That's what God has said. That's what you can build your life on. That's If you want to think about being the head and the tail, you should just wake up every day and say, you know what? God loves me unconditionally. There's nothing that can happen today. There's nothing that's going to happen to me today that is ever going to mean that God doesn't love me unconditionally in Jesus' name. That's a good way to start the morning, right there. He said that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. He's also said that before I was even born, that he knew me. 
Jeremiah 1 and verse 4. Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I set you apart and appointed you prophet to the nations. He's also said that his promises to me will become a reality. That's what God said. He said, the promises that I, they will become a reality for you and for me. Hebrews 6 and verse 12. So that you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. So what he said is, the promises that I've made you, you will receive them. They will be yours. I've said it. And if God said it, we can cling to it. We can live it out. We can be bold in it. I just love the simplicity of saying, if God, if God has said it, I can build my life on it. If God has said it, it means it's ordained. If God has said it, it's worth building your life on. If God has said it, it's a foundation for your life. If God has said it, it is said. Jill and I were raising three kids, 2020 and beyond. And I just have an inner resolve in my life to just raise children that can have their lives lined up with the Word of God. Why? Because it's what God has said. Come to me with a question. They've got questions one day. and It's okay to have questions, but it's pretty simple. Well, what has God said? What's God said about that? What has God said about that thing? Oh, you're going through this? You're struggling with this? Well, hey, let's look at what God has said. Because when we look at what God has said, listen to me, friend, you can build your life on what God has said. It is a sure foundation. It is something that you can see there will be fruit to it. There will be something that will be eternal about it because God has said it. And therefore, you can cling to it in Jesus' name. You know, God loves it when you have questions. I'm convinced. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit... It's the smartest person ever. Yeah. And he lives in here. Amen. And all we got to do is ask. I had something this week. and I was, It was really puzzling me. It was really, I was just like, Holy Spirit, what do I do? How do I, how do I answer? How do I figure this out? Yeah. And you know what happened was? He told me. Yes, sir. <laughs> he told me and it was right. And I was sitting there afterwards, and I just had this moment with the Holy Spirit. I was like, I am such an idiot. Why don't I ask you more? Why don't I check in with you more often? Why, why don't I choose to, to live in cooperation with the Holy Spirit? Which is not me like being religious. It's actually the opposite. It's life-giving. But what he has said is what I can cling to. And build my life on. It's how we can live as a head and not the tail. It's making sense today. So number one, it's who he is. Number two, it's what he said. And number three, come on, write it down. It's what he's done. Because what he's done has changed my life forever. How do I live as the head and not the tail? I understand what he's done in my life. I get a revelation all over again. I think one of the best things we can do is sometimes to remember how unsaved we were. There should have been 350 amens there. It is good to remember sometimes. Restore to me the joy of my salvation. Be the type of person that remembers, man, God has saved me. 
I'm changed. I used to be like that, but wow, look at what God has done. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. Things have changed for me. Why? Because of what God has done in my life. What God has done in your life, listen to me, friend, it will matter always more than what someone says. This is the power of testimony. The power of the story of your life. Sitting with someone and someone lives a different way, doesn't believe in Jesus. There's something that will never, ever change. It is what God has done in your life. It is the story of your life, the way God, the great turnaround story, which is your life. What God has done in my life, it's changed me forever. It's changed you forever. It's caused me to be the head and the tail, head, not the tail. I wonder today if you could just meditate and think about what God has done. What has God done in your life? Think about what God has done over the years, the seasons of life. You know, if you grew up in a family where you you came to church every week, you were kind of born into a a church-going Christian family, you know what you need to do? You need to praise God for that. You need to thank Him that He placed you in a family, a generational faith family. But you also need to remember that there was that moment for you where everything changed, everything clicked. Yeah, it was the faith of your family for a while, but there was a moment where God had done something in my life and I was different. For me, that's not my story. I didn't grow up in church. There was no reason for me to ever go to church, never got told to go to church. didn't matter. wasn't religious at all, but there was a moment that God changed my life forever. 19 years of age, walked into a church just like this, had no reason to raise my hand at the end, but I knew God was calling my name. Here's the truth this morning. If you want to live as the head and not the tail, just remember what he's done. Remember the power of that salvation moment. Remember the power of how you turned away from the old. You turned away from the way you used to live. That's why I love baptisms in our church because it's, yes, it's an appeal to God for for the conscience that he's going to give you, but it's also a declaration to you, but also the world around you. I'm leaving that old man behind. That old way is done. What God has done in my heart is worth too much. I'm the head and not the tail. I can never go back to the way I was because of Jesus. He's changed my life forever. And I can never go back. And I believe if we catch this revelation as being the head and not the tail, it just causes us to live different. It's not pride and arrogance. It's actually the opposite. Because we remember what God has done. We remember how he's changed us. We remember how from the inside out, he's brought forth his goodness into our lives. We begin to see it all around us. Begin to see it in our friends. Begin to see it in our family. Maybe in your kids, you've already begun to see it. They're softening heart before the Lord. How could you look at those things and not live like the head? Because God has done something powerful in our lives. Salvation. Which is hope not just for today, but hope for tomorrow and hope for eternity. I like to think about it this way, but salvation isn't so much a line that you cross, but it's really a direction you're traveling in. Yes, there is a line that you've crossed and you've come alive spiritually, but you're on your way to heaven. And that's worth praising God for today. John 3 and verse 16, that famous verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that, Anyone 
feel like an old faith preacher right now. Anyone. This is what our church believes. Listen to me. Anyone. Any background. Any addiction. Any mindset. Any pedigree. Any mistake. Anyone. For God so loved the world that anyone who believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. What God has done in my life has changed me forever. It causes me to live different. It means I don't waste my life. It means I don't throw things away. It causes me to live as the head and not the tail. John 4, one chapter along, and I'll finish here. It's the story of the healed woman from Samaria who had her encounter with Jesus at the well. Waltzes on back to Samaria, tells the whole world there about Jesus Christ. You know what I was thinking about that passage? And I was like, you know what? She went to that well as a tail. She went back to Samaria as a head. What God had done in her life, she had salvation. She had a revelation, face-to-face revelation of who Jesus was. Come on, church. This is what God does in our lives as we put our faith in Him, as we choose to put Him first, as we choose to say, Lord, I trust You. I'm fully persuaded today. I'm the head and not the tail because of Jesus Christ and what He's done in my life. It causes me to rise up. Understand today I'm blessed, not just for me, but for everybody else. Come on, let's stand. Let's worship God together. Lord, we love You so much. Father, we choose today to remember the goodness to remember the good things that you've done. Father, like the people of God on the plains of Moab today, Father, we stand in praise and adoration to you, Lord, for all that you've done in our lives, God. We choose today to say we are the head, not the tail. Why? Because of all that you've done, because of all that you've said, Lord, and how good you are in Jesus' name. Come on, church. Let's raise our hands. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.